Something was wrong with this sculpture. If it was a fake, it was a damn good one. But Afton wouldn't use unreliable sources of information. She turned around to look at the well-dressed man waiting patiently next to her. This looks interesting, Mr. Quinn. I need to make a phone call. Mr. Quinn nodded and exited the room. Sedna pulled out her phone. I'm unsure about this one, but it looks authentic. Looking authentic isn't enough, Sedna. I need you to know with certainty. We can't afford to make a mistake. Afton, if you'll make me choose, I'd say it's real. I'm a damn good picker, and I've been doing this for years. The only reason I'm not sure about this one is that my gut is telling me there's something wrong. So, apart from your gut feelings, your professional judgment about the item is that it's authentic? Sedna sighed. Yes, I would say so. Well, that's good enough for me. You shouldn't trust me so much, she mumbled. What? Nothing. She hung up the phone. Mr. Quinn entered the room and approached Sedna, waiting for an answer. She looked at him and said, All right, I like what I see. I'll go talk to my boss. We'll arrange a place for the exchange. She returned for a last look at the sculpture. She supposed her gut feelings didn't qualify as suspicion. They needed this merchandise. She snorted softly at the way Afton called it merchandise. Why should he disguise the fact that they were going for the leadership of the tribe? As far as she was concerned, her mage tribe was fair and righteous. She would be the rightful leader if she lived up to it. And Afton supported her. That was all that counted. But before she could say anything further to Mr. Quinn, she heard the muffled sound of a gunshot, and a bullet pierced through the glass window, so hard and fast that it punctured the glass without breaking the entire window. Blood and brains splattered both her and the sculpture of the scorpion. Someone had shot the old man. The bullet had pierced his skull from the left temple to the right. She ducked to the floor just before a bullet hit the cabinet behind where her head had been. She reached up and grabbed the sculpture, then scrambled on all fours across the floor. More bullets whizzed through the room, hitting the furniture. She pushed the side door open and raced across the slippery, snowy backyard. Damn it! She had parked her car in the front. She started to turn around, but bullets sprayed in her direction again. Trying to get to the front was a stupid move. She turned back around and darted through the snow of the dark national park. She dialed Afton, putting her phone on hands-free so she could talk while she ran. She could hear footsteps behind her. More bullets. Her own footsteps. She ran. And ran. Afton picked up the phone. Someone shot at me, she shouted. Where are you? Outside. I can't go back to the car. Take cover somewhere. I'll send Anatole to get you. She ducked as bullets sprayed next to her and punched holes in a nearby fence. Take cover, goddammit, Afton shouted. I can't. They'll catch me. Do you have the merchandise with you? Yes. Jesus Christ, that's what they're after. Throw it away. But... A bullet hit her shoulder. She fell to the snow. 
The scorpion sculpture dropped to the ground and spun several feet away. I dropped it. Are you hit? Yes. I dropped the merchandise. God damn it. Leave it. Run. I want you back here alive, Sedna. She hung up the phone and ran. Turning back, she could see a shadow dart at the sculpture. She wanted to keep running. Afton had told her to run. They had worked for months to get here. She couldn't let some coward with a gun scare her. She stopped running. The person wore a robe, a hood covering his head, making his face even darker in the night. Not your typical assassin's outfit, Sedna thought. He held the sculpture in his hand and stared at her with inhuman, piercing green eyes that tore through the darkness. He stared at her for a moment and then raised his gun, aiming at her.